Welcome to the party, pal. The Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world on the internet at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find links to, well, everything related to the show, the podcast, the stream, audio-only stream, and, of course, links to our social media sites, where we simulcast the radio show each and every morning on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and live around the world, uh, live around the state of Alaska, rather, uh, right here on uh, this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Hello. Uh, good morning to you. Are you... Are you ready? Are you ready to face? Are you ready to face the day? Man, today is Wednesday and we're calling it whatever Wednesday because uh, I was working on some other guests. Uh, I knew Mike Shower was not going to be here. He's going to be joining me tomorrow. Um, and so I knew he was unavailable this morning. Uh was working on some other guests, and then kind of everything fell apart, and I'm just, you know, it's whatever. It's just whatever. Not a lot of, uh, you know, not a lot of huge news out there today, but we do have some news stories to discuss. But I thought it would be unique today to just kind of start out uh, with, uh, with some open phone lines, and we'll see... What you guys want to talk about? We'll let you. Uh, we'll let you pick the topics today. Uh, if you don't pick any topics, I'll pick my own. But I mean, you know, if you want to come in and talk about something else, we'd love to hear you. So we're cracking open the phone lines early today at 907-433-3150. If you want to call in, it's whatever. It's Wednesday, whatever Wednesday, what if Wednesday, blah, 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 says Jeannie uh, in the chat room. Yeah, it's kind of blah, blah, blah today. Whatever you want to just, you know, what if, whatever, whenever, whoever, you know, I mean, whatchamacallit Wednesday. That's what it is. It's windy Wednesday. It is actually going to be <clears throat> very windy today. There is a winter storm advisory uh, going on for the Matsu right now. Uh, that doesn't have anything to do with snow at this moment. Instead, it's gusting winds up to 35 miles an hour. And they are saying that, that it's breaking tree. I mean, these trees are loaded with snow and ice. And uh, they're saying it's going to break, uh, potentially break some trees and drop some power. So again, as I said earlier this week, if I inadvertently or just suddenly go off the air, that's the reason why, because there's, I don't have a, you know, I haven't invested that $20,000 in the Generac full house backup system yet. Um, I got about just enough battery backup banks outside to keep me on the air for about five minutes uh, after the power goes out. Uh, just enough time to switch everybody over to alternate programming. So it is, uh, 
It's pretty crazy. And the weather is just, I mean, I know we've been talking about the weather, but the weather is just wild. Yesterday, it was 14 degrees at the house to start off with. This morning, it's 32 degrees at the house. And we got about a uh, half an inch of snow last night. Nothing too bad. But it's just on the verge of freezing. And so that's going to be fun. Um, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, kind of what's happening. Um, the worst part is, um, the forecast right now for South Central is a chance of snow before noon, which we seem to have gotten then rain and snow likely from noon till 3 PM, then a chance of snow after 3 PM. With, with highs near 34 and winds increasing, gusting up to fit 30 miles, 30 miles an hour. And then tomorrow, a chance of snow, um, according to KTUU, the, this is a new weather front that's just hitting the Aleutians right now, bringing a mix of rain and snow. Uh, down there in Unalaska, uh, you guys should be seeing some wind. ADAC just recorded winds of uh, up to 67 miles an hour. And uh, with a high winter storm warnings, uh, winter and winter wind and winter storm warnings, South Central is going to see that front arrive tonight with snow mixing with rains. Snow amounts likely to be high with several rounds of snow bringing another 10 to 25 inches of snow. <laughs> wow. I knew I should have bought that snow cat to go back and forth to work. I knew that's what I should have got was that snow cat. That would have been a good idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, brutal, brutal out there, man. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's crazy. Now what's going on down, uh, what's happening down in the Kenai? Uh, Greg just said it started snowing and now it's raining. It got real warm down there, uh, in the, uh, in the Kenai, um, or in the, in Homer, <clears throat> the rest of the Kenai Peninsula is snow likely before 1 p.m. and then rain and snow. Highs near 35. A chance of snow tonight. Uh, 40% chance of rain tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, it's going to drop like a hammer and it's supposed to be around 15 degrees. (laughs) I mean, you, you you just can't. This kind of stuff, you can't make it up, man. This is this is what. Welcome to if you don't like the welcome to it. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, up in Fairbanks uh, right now, forty percent chance of snow as well. Cloudy highs near twenty six. Tonight a forty percent chance of snow, and uh, tomorrow a fifty percent chance of snow with Thursday night showing snow likely and areas of freezing fog. So, uh, you guys cannot blame me, okay, for this. I mean, I know I did the anti-snow dance. I know I did that, but you can't blame me for the whole state. I mean, that's, that's just not, that's just not right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that lying down. It's not me. It's not me. (laughs) But it, of course, has led to continuous, continuous problems. In the South Central area, MEA is working to restore power to Matsu Borough residents. Chugach Electric has had uh, some problems. I know that uh, somebody said Homer Electric has had some problems as well down there. HEA uh, with some outages. 
Um, and of course all this, you know, heavy snow with rain and ice. And I mean, every tree in the area seems to be bowing down to the, to the ground. And uh, of course that leads to more power outages as well. So we're going to be, we're going to be dealing, this is already, they've, it's already dumped, um, you know, an average snowfall for a winter in the South central area in the last 10 days. That's that's the fact, Jack. So this should be another entry. You thought last year was the snowpocalypse. This year may just prove to be another one for the record books. I saw the th- the I saw the record <clears throat> for November, and um, we were point. I think it was point six inches, point four inches. We were less than an inch away from having the record snowfall for November and it's was the 14th yesterday. So, I mean, it's, you know, this is, this is it. This is it. Uh, so this is going to be fun stuff. And I know you guys probably don't care about all the weather stuff. I just find it, I find it interesting as I said, hunkered down in my bunker, watching all this stuff happen. Uh, unfortunately, some of us do have to transit back and forth to, uh, the jobs and the work and everything else. It's, uh, it's still good. So it, it's still a, still as good as it might be. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, if you've got snow plows that you're looking to and graders and equipment that you're looking to get a little work out of, the city of Anchorage is still looking for some help. They declared that snow emergency, which is only good by the way, till this Friday. So day after tomorrow, and they still have not got enough. They still haven't had, uh, private contractors come in because why the private contractors are busy working on all the private stuff. That's, that's the problem. I mean, it's, they read between the lines of what's going on and, uh, it, it, they're, they're basically saying, yeah, there's not been a private contractor. The city has the option to do it, but the private contractors have all said, sorry, 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 we're busy. We'll, we'll see you when we're done. Um, and, uh, I, I want, I do want to talk a little bit about this because this has now become the next battleground between the municipality, uh, and the municipal assembly and the administration. It seems like at every opportunity, the assembly and their cohorts, including the Anchorage school district, want to weaponize this division between the assembly and the mayor. Um, and this is just one more, just one more time uh, of that happening. Um, the, the, uh, the Anchorage schools are now saying that they won't reopen until most of the roads are plowed because it's another remote learning. Now in the Matsu buses are running, everything's going, schools open in Anchorage. They say they won't reopen until most of the roads are plowed. Which is a little disappointing to others, including the mayor. Um, I mean, they just received just under 40 inches of snow in the last nine days. And these people who are out there plowing are, you know, ripping it up as fast as they can. They're working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They're basically hot swapping the graders. One guy gets out, the other guy gets in, and they keep going. Um, but the school district has said, no, we need, we need more distance learning, which in and of itself is going to have some interesting ramifications, uh, because I'm going to talk, I'll talk about that here in the next break and break this story down. 
because I think it's showing one thing. As you continue to politicize some of these issues, which I'll be honest with you, um, I think is a bit this of what's happening here. Um, it's going to have unintended consequences and ramifications because it's not just you who's affected when you don't when you decide to um, when you decide to close the schools down and not send your teachers in. Uh, and, you know, when you're trying to make some kind of political stab or statement, I guess probably a better maybe stab wasn't a good word, but political statement at the at the mayor's office. There are other ramifications to consider. And I have a feeling that some of these folks, uh, they probably ain't really thinking about that. But I will tell you, the public is. They are. So we're going to continue here in just a moment. Uh, phone lines are open. I had one call that got on and got off in like 30 seconds. So if you want to call in, feel free to do so. We'll be back with more of the Michael Luke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Back with more right after this. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Okay. Hello, my friends. Hello. Um couple inches down in the keen eye overnight, says uh, Jeannie. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. Yes, my hey, dad, Boz says hello. He's down between my feet right now. He's down between my feet, hanging out. Um, Melody said, good morning. Not ready for the day. <clears throat> Need another hour or two. You and me both, sister. Boy, I tell you, this morning, that alarm went off and I went. What? I went to bed early last night, too. Um, I was, I was up getting ready for bed at like seven thirty, seven twenty-five or something. I laid down. I mean, I don't know. I was dog tired this morning. Um, Greg said, started the evening with stro with snow transition to, uh, transition to rain, uh, here pretty warm out. Yeah. I mean, again, it's crazy. It went 31. Now it says it's going to snow again. Here, I'm just looking at my local, my local weather app. Uh, my local weather app. Um, well, this one says 20. This one's actually more accurate than my computer one. Uh, 26 degrees. 26 degrees and overcast uh, here in Wasilla right now. Uh, but yeah, it's, it you know, little tiny, tiny bit of stuff going on. Cindy says, good morning. Gut punches in D.C. What a poop show. This, Cindy, is why I really don't care about D.C. Because that name me a time when it's not a total, a total. Tell me when it's not the brown pants situation in D.C., right? 
Jack says he's lucky to be going to Oklahoma for the next three weeks. Yes, yes, you are. Yeah. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Slick as snot on the side roads. Um, I'm on oxygen, says Gail, so it would be off to the hospital for me to camp out if we lose electricity, says Gail. Don't you have a, I mean, do you have a battery system for your oxygen, Gail? Don't you have a battery thing? I know that Terry's grandfather, before he passed away, was on oxygen. He carried a canister, but then he had one at home. And every, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on. Um, good morning, good morning, good morning. Melissa says, spread the joy. Fairbanks would like a, more than uh, 0.2 inches of snow. <laughs> oh. Man, wet, heavy snow might want to shovel the roofs. Yeah. Record book, says Rick. Yeah, I mean, that's it is. It's been a record, record snowfall. I mean, I just can't, I just can't even see what's going on. Um, we had a factory witness test this morning at 0400. Glad I had an engineer to assign to get up at 0400, says Brad. Meaning his job said they had a witness test this morning at 0400, and he was like, he was glad that there was another engineer he could assign, you know. Uh, it sucks when you are more tired when you wake and when you get up than when you went to bed. I mean, I was tired when I went to bed. I don't know. I'm, I'm not tired now, but boy, that was the hardest was just dragging myself out of bed over the, ooh, man. Uh, anyway. Uh, those power bricks are awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've got a set of three 1500, what do they call them? Not 1500 Watts. What is it? 1500. Anyway, the big, tall power supplies looks like a PC case. I got three of them in a rack outside the studio here that run fingers crossed, run everything. And they should run everything for about 10, 12 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe including the internet. So fingers crossed, if the power does go out, we'll at least have a, enough time to send you guys on your way before I shut everything down. So we'll, we'll see what's going on. Okay, my friends. Well, uh, that ding means we're jumping back into it. If you guys want to call in, uh, feel free. Otherwise, I'm just going to blab away here for the next hour and 36 minutes. All right. Here we go. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, subscribe. Let's do this thing. Here we go. Well, my friends, welcome back to this uh, whatever Wednesday. What what you call it? What you call it? Whatever you guys want to talk about today is uh, on the table. 
uh, feel free to call up and change the direction of my screed, <laughs> my blabbing. I just said, said if, if nobody calls in, I'm just going to blab, a, you know, blab for a while. And they're like, blab away in the chat room. They're gluttons for punishment in the chat room. I tell you what, they are gluttons for punishment. Now, I see what's going on here in the, uh, and I, again, I'm focusing on Anchorage because that's obviously the largest city and it, it, a lot of the snow and a lot of the things are happening down there. But if you've been watching from afar, you've been seeing this give and take between the Anchorage Assembly and the mayor. I mean, it is like a cage match, battle royale. The mayor can do no right, can do no good. Doesn't matter if they said, uh, you know, the sky is blue. The assembly would say, no, no, it's green, and here's why. And the mayor's evil for saying that it was blue, you know, kind of thing. I mean, I'm exaggerating a bit, but it just seems like that, the, you know, the everything that they can do is... Anyway, uh, and now it looks like they've roped the school district into the battle. Now, maybe they didn't have to rope too hard because I'm sure the school board uh, and the school district feels very adversarial to a conservative mayor. Um, but the Anchorage School District has now decided, and again, the, head, the headline in the ADN reads that the Anchorage schools won't reopen until most roads are plowed, district said, which puts people in a serious bind. Now, I think that... Uh, uh, Alaska's news source KTUU has got uh, has got kind of the feel of what's going on. Their headline reads: Mayor Bronson disgruntled by ASD decision to keep schools closed. Um, the Anchorage School District will remain uh, operating in remote learning mode for at least another day. Wednesday will mark the fourth distance learning day in the last week because Friday was uh, was a holiday, and so the kids were. Anyway, so snow plows have struggled to keep up with multiple rounds of heavy snow that's blanketed the town. As of Tuesday, Anchorage had received just under 40 inches of snow, good enough for the snowiest season to date. Mayor Bronson wrote in a statement several hours after the announcement that school was going to remain closed that he was, quote unquote, really disappointed about the decision. He said street maintenance crews have been working 24-7 to get the roads cleared after a week of record-breaking snowfall. We're in constant communication with ASD throughout the day and provide them with frequent updates on the snow plowing operation. Ultimately, it's their decision, and we will continue to working, uh, working to get residential areas cleared so schools can open again and buses can transport students safely. The next storm is expected to come today last night and into today in its statement asd asserted that the muni needed one more day to clear the the clear the neighborhoods they said we've had several meetings with our moa partners and they're confident that their big push over the next 36 hours will allow us to safely reopen all of our schools on thursday morning i mean I, you know not i i hate to be that guy i don't want to be that that old man who's like back in my day we went to school and we we walked to school uphill, both ways, barefoot in the snow. I mean, you know, I hate to be that guy, but I'm a little bit of that guy. I mean, we had to walk, you know, a quarter mile to our bus stop, and it didn't wasn't like we had to wait for the snow, the the roads to be plowed to get to the thing. You know, they just went to the major thoroughfares, and we walked up the hill to them. I mean, it was you know. Anyway, I <laughs> I just. It's one of those things, man. One of those things. Um, but 
I think that there's going to be some unintended consequences here. And, and, and a little bit of this, I think, is a bit of a stick in the eye to the, uh, to the mayor uh, from the school district. Um, there is a little bit to this. Uh, according to James Anderson, who is the chief operations officer for the uh, district, the school district, he said the decision to close schools again after active snowfall had stopped coming down um, uh, came down to uncleared roads. On Mondays, when, when the officials looked at the road conditions, 34 of the city's 64 sectors have been visited by plows at least once. At least once. So just over half had been visited at least once. 21 had not been plowed at all since the beginning of the storm last week. So I can understand how some of those, my my engineer at the stations, uh, in my stations in Anchorage, uh, he he said, yeah, he goes, yeah, I haven't seen a snow plow. He lives up, up Raspberry somewhere. He said, I haven't seen a snow plow here yet. Uh, he said, we just got this one lane that we packed down on the roads around the thing. We haven't seen a, we haven't seen a, a, a snowplow yet. I understand that's frustrating. Um, but also he got to work. So tell me again, why you couldn't, I, I just, I, because there are ramifications and that's the biggest thing to this. And it's, uh, it, it's crazy. The Anderson goes on to talk about, um, uh, we knew a third of the city had last week's snow plus this week's snow. We're going to have a lot of students walking down the same road the bus driver was going to be driving on just because it hadn't been cleared. Like, it's, it's like the, the, the avoidance of, you know, oh, we can't have any, can't have any danger. Um, Anderson said district officials see cleared road as essential to school functioning, not only because of bus transportation for students, but for teachers' ability to get to work and staff the buildings. He said it's, it isn't just students. It's the ability of our staff to even show up to open the doors, which, again, um, there's a lot of people still getting to work, folks. I mean, I know that it makes it tougher. I know that, you know, that makes for a tough – I'm just <clears> – <throat> You know, I mean, I happen to live 58 miles away, so it makes it a lot tougher for me. But most of my, my engineer has been at work every day. Every day. Oh, it's just it it it's just frustrating to see. And then the other unintended consequence is what it's doing to the parents. This I found very interesting. There is a money quote in this article in the ADN. Uh, from Michelle Terrio Boats, uh, Boots, talking about this, where now the parents are starting to weigh in on this, uh, on this, uh, on this information. Um, some parents said that with the extra closures, they were thankful to the district for prioritizing safety, but others said they were frustrated and distressed. With the mounting remote learning days and questioned how snow in an Alaska winter city was keeping their kids out of school. One mom wrote on the Anchorage School District's Facebook page, what if it snows all winter? What's the plan? Right? I mean, this is... Then it goes on to talk about 
Madison Brown, an Eagle River parent of two who wrote to school district officials about her frustration with the four days of cancellation. She said families who are able to safely get their children to school should be allowed to do so. Those families who don't feel safe on the roads or who are prevented from getting to school in some way have two options. Zoom in to join the classroom remotely or take an excused absence. If the conditions don't allow for bus service, suspend it. Most schools spent 50% of the 2022-23 school year without bus service and could find alternative transportation to and from school, which is the truth. Remember, they didn't have enough. They were doing it in rotating cohorts. Remember that last year? She said her employer had expected her to get to work every day since last Thursday, she said, and the roads were filled with people going about their daily business. And here's the money quote, folks. Every time these things happen, my husband and I get closer and closer to removing our students from ASD and finding alternative schooling, she said. Cha-ching! Cha-cha-cha-ching! I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the, yeah, I mean, that's what we wanted right there. That was the whole thing right there. Cha-ching! I mean, come on! I mean, yes, yes. You know what, ASD? Keep those schools closed. Keep those schools closed. That $95 million shortfall, that'll be a drop in the bucket in the future. Just keep doing it because, I mean, this woman is right. Her employer expected her to get to work every day since last Thursday. Now, everybody can understand a tremendous amount of snow. I mean, for me, uh, like on Monday, I mean, I had almost 10 inches of snow on the road out in front of the house. Um, you know, I I wasn't going to make it down the road very far. Um in uh, and and have to go in. Now I was able to get one vehicle out. If I'd had to go in, I could have taken that vehicle and gone. But I mean, not everybody is going to have that option, right? So sure, one day. But when it's one day leading into two to three, now four days, the employer at some point is going to go, "Hey, sister, you you got to come. You got to come into work. You got to come do the stuff that you're supposed to be doing." I understand that it, you know, it may be difficult, but that's 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 what you signed up for. And this idea that the school district, especially after last year, I mean, the fact that she mentioned the fact that most schools spent 50 percent of last year without bus service. I had totally forgotten about that, but that's right. Remember last year they didn't have enough drivers. They spent the entire school year doing rotating cohorts where only some of the students were bused and then they'd rotate to a new area. So yeah, so why don't you just open up the schools and let people be, you know, rely on people to get their kids to school? Why don't you just do that? Because it's uh well, you know, the superintendent was unavailable for an interview on Tuesday from KTU or from the uh, ADN. Uh, to discuss this. Uh, and again, Bronson was like, we've been in contact with these people, like constantly telling them what's going on and keeping them updated. And everything was looking good until all of a sudden they decided that they weren't going to reopen the schools until we got into all these residential areas. So, wow. I mean, just, just wow. But that, that money statement right there, every time these things happen, 
My husband and I get closer and closer to removing our students from ASD and finding alternative schooling. So keep going, Dr. Jarrett. Keep going. I don't know if he's a doctor or not. Keep going. Keep going, doing what you guys are doing. Just, you know what? You guys are sinking your own, you're drilling holes in the bottom of your own boat. Because these just don't have political ramifications. These things don't just have political ramifications. They've got real ramifications on parents who are out there trying to earn a living and depending on you to do the job that you were supposed to do. Now, whether we can make it, we can have an argument as to whether or not that's a good plan, whether we should utilize the school system as, you know, our daily babysitter so that we can go out and go do work and stuff. I mean, there's a whole, there's a whole thing built into that, but this is what you're, you're supposed to be doing. And now you're not doing it. Every time these things happen, my husband and I get closer to removing our students from ASD and finding alternative schooling. Yeah, baby, that's it right there. That's what we want right there. So keep it up. Just keep it up. That will be that will be fine. Don't don't stop doing that then. Uh, more and more people will discover the joys of working with their neighbors, families, and friends in a teacher share or a learning pod. Maybe putting them into a Montessori school. Or maybe even homeschooling them themselves. Just keep just keep going. Just keep doing it. All right. Uh, we got more coming up. The Michael Duke Show. I got some good news. I don't know where I'm going to fit that in, but we'll fit it in sometime. We'll talk about the latest in the political news. And we're taking your phone calls at 907-433-3150. It's whatever Wednesday. Whatever. Whatever. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Let me see what you guys have been talking about. Let me just see what you guys have been talking about. Wacky Weather Wednesday. Um, what? Uh, oh, what? I'm sorry. I just, I just saw Donna posted a must-read article that I apparently must read. I didn't see it. There we go. Um. Okay. Let me let me let me get on to this story. How how did this not show up in the headline component of the uh, of the thing? Thank you, thank you for that. Uh, um, I'm going to add that to. I'll add that to the list. Thank you, uh, Donna. Um, give and take. It's a full on bludgeoning. Um, uh, got got I got it right now. Melody says, right now, mine is walking through four feet of snow 
to the end of the driveway. Yeah. I mean, look, it wasn't like I really went to school barefoot in the snow uphill both ways, but I mean, what I when I was a kid and we went to the bus, the bus didn't stop at I mean, the bus stopped at the top of the hill off the main road, off our feeder road. It was a you'd had to it was a walk. You had to walk a ways to get there. You know? And it's just one of those things. Um Kids that homeschooled said, Amy, don't have any problems. I mean, I'm sure they have problems, just not problems getting to school. Right? Right. Um, uh, how long have you been waiting to use that sound? You know, I've had this sound for a while, and I just, I forgot. I just forgot until the moment that I was reading that, and I was like, oh, wait, I've got to, I should have probably, I, I probably should have done that one, but. It's been a while. I mean, I got I got so much. You know, I got all these things here that I just I never use. I should I should do, you know, I should do a little bit more of that. Um. Anyway, uh. Anybody? Anybody? No. Nobody there. Anybody? No. Okay. Um. Anyway. Uh, it's snow, says Richard. <laughs> this is this is my favorite comment this morning so far. It's snow, not a nuclear attack. Thank you, Richard, for putting it all in perspective. That's it. Richard said he's down on the peninsula, and that granted they haven't got quite as much snow as the other places, but he delivers meals on wheels and still makes it and delivers to folks in the back roads, side roads, folks that can't physically plow. Some people need to quit crying. <laughs> they make lift kits for the minis, says Jeannie. You know, I I don't know. I got Blizzax on that thing, and I have driven on the highway in the past. With, you know, six, five, six inches of snow on the highway, no problem. But when I looked at that 10 inches out in the road where I wasn't getting kind of a run-up to it, I was a little worried. But, uh, you know, I got a got a Chrysler, all-wheel drive Chrysler 300, took it right out. Away we went, you know. Um, it's just, it's amazing. Um... Again, hurting hardworking lower and middle income Alaska families, said Brian. To steal a phrase, you're hurting hardworking lower and middle income Alaska families, just like what Brad said. Um, Bill says, hey, I'm still expected at work in a nuclear attack. So it's <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Did somebody scoop me on the news? Yeah, I hadn't seen the the Ben Carpenter announcement, which we'll talk about here in the next segment. So, I mean, it was just one of those things. Uh, okay. Um, boo-hoo. Oh, my gosh. Melody. Um, boo-hoo. I walked to the lodge in uh, uh, Chistachina for a one-hour bus ride to Glen Allen. I have zero sympathy for him. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, every time the walrus opens his mouth, it's the womp, womp, womp. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it right there. Okay. Uh, I should use that more often. I really should. It's been there forever, and I just haven't, you know, I just haven't. What else do I got? I got the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. 
that I have. I've used a couple of these, but, you know, <laughs> this is the one I wanted to use. This is the one I wanted to use for Natasha. I just can't fathom it. You know, I just wanted to do that. So, all right. Um, we're 30 seconds out. I'm just playing around today, man. It's whatever Wednesday. Phone lines are open. If you want to come on in, feel free to do so. Uh, 907-433-3150. Let's get this thing going on, shall we? We'll uh, we'll do it right now. Uh, that means go. Okay. Well, we're moving ahead here into the end of hour one of the big radio show for this kind of whatever Wednesday. We could turn it into a what if Wednesday if you want to do that. I mean, there is snowpocalypse going on, right? Although I do have to say that today, Richard in the chat room is winning the internet. You, my friend, have won the internet for the day with his comment about all this snow removal and everything else going on and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, Richard's comment is, it's snow, not a nuclear attack. Uh, but the way you see some people reacting, you think that it was the zombie apocalypse. I mean, right? I mean, you know, you just take it in stride and you move on. Um. But I mean that's 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 it for anyway. So we're 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 done with that for now. Let's move on to talking about some of the other news in the <clears throat> political arena. Thank you to Donna for sharing with me the story, which somehow I missed. It wasn't it didn't make it to the front page of the of the uh, of must read, which I, I you know I I peruse a bunch of front pages in the morning as I'm doing show prep getting ready and must reads one of the sources that I go to, but this story didn't even pop up, uh, from yesterday, late yesterday. Uh, but I'm glad I saw it now. Representative Ben Carpenter of Nikiski has filed to run for the Alaska Senate seat representing much of the North Kenai Peninsula. The incumbent in the seat is first term Senator Jesse Bjorkman of, uh, Nikiski who's a Republican member of the Democrat-dominated Senate majority. Carpenter has called Alaska home for most of his life. Born to apple orchard farmers in eastern Washington state, he moved to Alaska with his parents as a child. Graduated from Nikiski High, U.S. Air Force and Army vet, who deployed to the Middle East six times. He ran for House in 2016 and has been easily reelected three times. He's the chair of the LBNA, the Legislative Budget and Audit Committee, and serves on House Judiciary and State Affairs Committee. Um, when not serving in the legislature, Carpenter and his wife manage a farm growing commercial quality cut peonies, and they lead a farm co-op that markets peonies to buyers in the lower 48. Bjorkman has a big supporter of big labor unions and particularly teacher union affiliates. He served in an, as an officer of the Kenai Peninsula Education Association. 
Um, <clears throat> jumping into the House District 8 race that Carpenter is vacating is John Hillier of Soldatna. He's a veteran of the Air Force and a ham radio operator raised in a military family. He grew up in Hawaii and Japan and has served all over the world as a, fire, a fighter pilot. He's got a storied military career. He's flown with Mike Schauer. Um, Hiller, Hillier now flies for FedEx, like Mike Schauer. He said he wants to raise his family in a world that's going in the right direction. He added, I'm not a politician, but Ben and I, Ben Carpenter and I, represent the same conservative platform and we will be working to ensure District 8 and Senate Seat D are in the right hands. Oh, man. I just I love that. Um, <clears throat> I think that's awesome. I just, again, I think that that is absolutely awesome. Um, now, the question is, how much pushback is Carpenter going to get from Hillier on this? Uh, I mean, uh, not from Hillier, but from Bjorkman and uh, his supporters. Obviously a lot, because Bjorkman had a lot of things going on. Bjorkman had a lot of money uh, being pushed behind him. And this should be a very interesting this should be a very interesting race. Let's put it that way. And now imagine a now imagine a Senate with uh, Ben Carpenter in there. And maybe we could get one or two more. Just imagine putting one or two more senators in there of a more conservative, you know, brand or direction. And imagine what that does to the uh, to the makeup of the Senate. I mean, I'd like to think what would it be like if we could replace somebody like Gary Stevens or Click Bishop or the Walrus. Blah, the Walrus. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you – I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, Bert Stedman could be in there to li- for life. I mean, he could be the Don Young of the uh, the Don Young of the state legislature. It could be 20 years from now when he's been in there for 40-plus years doing his thing. The citizens of Sitka just could, could keep – just could continue to to keep him in there. But imagine if we get a carpenter in there and then we start replacing some of the other ones. How what happens in the makeup of the Senate and what does that do for us overall? It's a huge change. It's a huge change. And I, for one, would be excited about this. <clears throat> Let me tell you something I'm not necessarily as excited about. The, the next big news, uh, which was reported by the AP and Iris Samuels over at the ADN and several other outlets, Alaska Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dahlstrom announced yesterday that she is running for the Alaska's lone U.S. House seat, challenging Mary Peltola. Dahlstrom dubbed herself in her campaign announcement as a conservative Republican, law enforcement leader, military and veterans advocate. So, uh, I mean, that's great. She, you know, she's, she's been around for a coon's age. She's served, uh, as Lieutenant governor for less than a year, but before that she served as commissioner to the department of corrections. She was in the state house from 2003 to 2010. She took a job as military affairs advisor in governor Parnell's office. She, she did that. She ran for, I mean, she, <clears throat> She's been a, not a government functionary, that's not a right word. She's been part of this political machine for 20 years, right? 
because that's when she was she start, she joined the state house in 2003. So for 20 years she's been working in and amongst Juno and the legislature and running in and out of different administrations, being commissioners of different things. Now she's lieutenant governor. Um but she she's already running against she's going to run against Nick Begish. Now remember, we're still stuck in this rank choice voting thing. And so if we get two conservative Republicans who are vying for the same slot against Mary Peltola, even without the acrimony that was going on between uh, Baggage and Palin, you're still splitting the vote. What? I just, I just can't fathom it. Why would you do, why would you do this? What is the, why, why would you? Now the Alaska Republican party has yet to announce formal endorsements for the race because of course they haven't. Some political observers said Begich and Republican former governor Sarah Palin lost because they spent much of their time fighting each other. Yes. Yes, you get two strong conservative figures in there. They're going to fight with each other. And the winner is going to be the one that stays out of that fight. And in this case, it's the Democrat, Mary Peltola. Dahlstrom contributed $100 to Begage's 2022 House campaign. She has no records of contributing to former to campaigns of former President Trump. She did make several contributions to Mitt Romney's presidential campaign in 2012. Well, that tells me everything. Um, I'm sure she's, I've never met the woman. I've never talked to the woman. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but you know, at some point I'm just like, why do we, you know, if we get another house race, another, you know, U S house race where we've got 57 candidates to run for the open, you know, pri- open jungle primary. Um, and then we end up with three conservatives in the top, four with Mary Peltola and three other conservatives. I mean, it. why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Why do we put a strong, why do we put two strong, well-known names together? What made Nancy look at this and go, well, I just don't know if I, you know, I mean, more power to her. If she feels like she's really the best person for the job and that that Begich wouldn't do a good job and that she can overcome all these challenges, then so be it. But at some point, you got to be like, maybe I should just take one for the team and see how this one plays out. You know what I mean? I mean, it's only two more years, right? She's only she's only got to go two more years. If baggage loses, then she can come back around again, and you know. But um, her comment, and this is this is such a classic. This is a this is not a comment that I would see Nick Baggage making. Because Nick and I had have, Nick and I have had several conversations, both on the air and off the air, about his campaign and what he wants to do and everything else. I kind of, I have a little bit of insight into his mind, um, and I mean, obviously, I think he's a great candidate. So, I mean, full disclosure, I'm a full Nick Baggage supporter at this point, uh, based on the candidates of whoever's there right now. But Nancy Dahlstrom, in a prepared statement, announced that she has 
quote, seeing how D.C. politicians betray Alaskans every day, unquote. Then she goes on to say, in Congress, I will stop Biden and the extreme liberals ruining our future, bankrupting our families, killing our jobs, harming our militaries and veterans and threatening our security. Okay, as a lone U.S. congresswoman, how exactly? I mean, it sounds good. I mean, that sounds tough. How exactly are you going to do that? Explain to me in small words. Talk to me like I'm five. How are you going to do that? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I'm waiting. All right. <clears throat> we got to go. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Okay, um, yeah, Oliver Anthony at the State Fair, September the 11th, right? Denise has got it. I love Denise's outlook on this. I was thinking this just the other day. Is it yesterday, day before? I was standing outside with the dogs. And I was just thinking that that is the truth. Denise just said, and I'm going to have to refresh after this here because it's taking forever for the comments to show up on the screen. Denise said, snow brings a bit of quietness and slows us down. Nothing wrong with that. You're 100% correct. 100% correct on that. Um... I'm sorry, September, is it September 11th or is it September 1? Says Jennifer. Jennifer says September. My wife sent me the link here. Hold on a second here. I'll see if I can get it faster than my refresh can refresh. Um, Okay, going through here, right here, right here, right here. Come on down. September... Oof. Man, the internet is crawling today. Thank you, GCI. Come on, baby. It looks like September 11th on my on the little picture. No, it's September 1. It's a bar. It's a, it was that's why I said it was September 11th. September 1st, 6 p.m., the Alaska State Fair. That's next year already. 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 It's already. It's already next year. Already. Uh, anyway, so we'll uh, we'll we'll take a look at that here. Um, okay, let me go back over to the comments here. Can I? I've got to pull this comment down, and I'm having a hard time doing it. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh, Bjorkman had union money. He's a liberal wearing an R to get elected. I think instead of conservative, said Brian, we should use the term fiscally sane. As an identifier. 
If we get at least five conservatives in the Senate, said Donna, the minority will get a committee seat. It'll get committee seats. Oh, man, I love that. I love that. People in Nikiski, says Jeannie, are not sure what happened to Jesse. Not sure what happened, but Jesse got the nod. Um, I don't, in the past, I'm assuming is what you're saying there, that Jesse got the nod in the past. Um, I roll for Dahlstrom, says Terry, but, um, better than what there is. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I agree with that. It's I roll. Uh, whoever can raise the most money will get the R nomination, said, uh, says Brian. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't be splitting the vote if stubborn conservatives rank the red, said Jeremy. That's yes, but the possibility is there. That's the problem. That's the problem. Um, I pick Nick. Hashtag I pick Nick, says Jennifer. That's a good, I like that. I like Ike and I pick Nick. Um, Nancy's girl. Uh, okay. Cliche. <laughs> Tyler, I love it. Tyler says, cliche Republican talking points. Next, please. I mean, that based on the quote that I just read from Nancy. I mean, did, you know. What what's going on? And yeah, what happened to Nancy cleaning up the voter rolls? I mean, the, the lieutenant governor has very little power, right? Very, It's mostly a ceremonial position. The one place that they have absolute authority over is the division of elections. What happened to clearing up the voter rolls, right? I kind of want to know, you know, I kind of want to know what's going on. And then she gave money to Romney, which pretty much, that pretty much sums up my feelings on the whole deal at that point when you give money to romney at that point i'm like yep no that's not going to work for me um anyway um (laughs) all right we are coming up here uh uh, we're coming up here in just a second uh gonna have to do a refresh to get everything back and running and uh up and ready to go uh, so let's do that right now, and we'll uh, we'll get it squared away. That's better. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, can I get the cut to the coffee pot before the refresh completes? No, it only takes like 20 seconds. I mean, if that, how long was that? 17, 18.3 seconds. 18.3 seconds. I mean, unless your coffee pot is right there next to your thing, then, you know. I'm getting faster at these things. I'm getting faster and better at these things. Okay. Uh, Brian says it's uh, all that home learning that's going on that's slowing the internet down. That's quite possible. That's quite possible. That could be it. All right, my friends. Well, let's, uh, let's get started, shall we? In hour two. What are we going to be talking about? I don't know. I got some other things. Nothing nearly as... Juicy is hour one, but you can call in and we can talk about juicy stuff. I mean, whatever. Here we go. Hour two right now.
buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Yep, live around the world on the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com, where you'll find... Well, there's lots of stuff out there. You know, I've got this new website that I've had in my back pocket here for about the last five months that I've got to get finished. Um, it's got one more thing to do, and then it's a brand spanking new website. Oh, so so pretty. Uh, anyway, but right now is my older website, which still works. You can find links to the audio-only live stream, which you can stream on your mobile device, your phone. Uh, you'll also find links to the podcast, where all the podcast links, you know, for iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, all that. And, of course, you'll find links to our social media sites where we simulcast the radio show on video, uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. All those things going on each and every day. Uh, at MichaelDukeShow.com. And, of course, we're here broadcasting across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Welcome to Hour 2, you lazy bums. Bones? Bums? Did I call you bums? Lazy bones? You could have been members of the 6 o'clock club if you had just gotten up nine minutes ago and tuned into the show. I mean, that's all it took is, you know. But that's okay. Welcome to the program. Uh, we hope you uh, are ready for another beautiful, brisk, snowy, rainy day, which is what we're facing. <laughs> Most of the lower half of the state is going to be snow and rain. South Central on down to the peninsula is snow mixed with rain for the next couple days. Uh, this latest weather thing from uh, from uh, uh the meteorologist, uh, was it uh, Jackie Purcell or something over at KTUU? Snow amounts will likely be high with several rounds of snow over the next few days in South Central, bringing 10 to 25 inches of snow, depending on where you are. I mean, you just can't get away from it. Welcome to Alaska. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome to the program and thanks, uh, thanks for it. But I mean, yeah, it's the rain and the snow. That's what, you know, the snow, once you get the snow on and then it rains a little bit and then you're like, oh God, oh, oh no, oh no. Um, anyway, you can, uh, you can go out there and, and, uh, just enjoy it. So be careful today. School is still closed. In the Anchorage School District, Matt Sue's wide open. Matt Sue's got there running. The, they're doing what they need to do. Um, and But uh, the Anchorage School District is closed. I think schools are still open down in the peninsula. They only got a couple inches last night. Uh, and everybody else seems to be proceeding ahead. Uh, today on the program, uh, do not blame me. No more snow dances for Dukes. 
this was because I was been joking all of October that I was asking everybody to participate in an anti-snow dance so we didn't see snow until after Halloween. And then the world dropped on us. And I'm not going to take responsibility for that. I'm just not going to. You can't. You can't make me. You just can't make me do it. Today is uh, Wednesday. Normally in this hour, we would uh, be joined by Mike Shower, but he is not available today. He's supposed to be joining us tomorrow. Um, and I had some other guests that kind of fell apart. They didn't fall apart, but the scheduling fell apart. Um, and so today is what I like to call whatever Wednesday, whatever, just whatever you want to talk about. Um, you want to, uh, ring us up and talk about something completely different than what we've talked about. Yes. Even national stuff. I mean, I'll comment on it. It's not something that we focus on, on the program, but if you want to talk about it, um, you know, like I said, you're driving the bus this morning, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Sandy just said in the chat room that the Matsu 911 is down, which, um, I saw an article that said that that it has it is back up. So I don't know if that's still true or not, but uh, the it's <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, it, it has been down, but they're trying to uh, trying to get it trying to get it back up. Where is the where was the so many different stories and websites this morning? Is it? Oh, here we go. Uh, Matsu's nine one one phone lines back online. Uh, this is from uh, KTUU. Their emergency phone line is back online, according to the Wasilla Police Department. Uh, there was out uh, 9 p.m. on Tuesday that the 911 and non-emergency phone lines had stopped functioning for unknown reasons. But apparently, they got them back working again. So that's good. Uh, also, an interesting article I call today Mental Health Wednesday, says Melody. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm with you. Sometimes you just need a mental break. You know, what's interesting is if you've listened to the show for more than a year or two, you know that near the end of the year, I start to get a little bit of uh, political burnout, right? I mean, I get to the point where I'm just like, I don't want to talk about politics anymore. You know, I want to talk about something else. Yes, recipes, Jennifer says, which we're going to be doing our recipe contest. I will put that up today. Okay, I'll do it today. I'll put it up today. We'll get it all squared away. Uh, we are going to have a recipe contest for you listeners out there uh, in Radio Land who are not watching on Facebook or doing anything else, where we'll be giving away a delicious bag of beard curler coffee and a coffee mug. To one listener who gets their favorite family holiday recipe upvoted, okay, um, and it could be, it could be, you know, a, a recipe that you read off the back of a Betty Crocker cookbook, or or it could be your grandma's secret recipe that she told you never to give anyone else, or suffer penalty of her haunting you for the rest, which I can never understand. If you've got a great recipe, why wouldn't you want to share it with people? I mean, Mike, like I said, I've, I've shared my grandmother's pumpkin pie recipe far and wide because it is really unique. And, um, I hope that more people feed it to their kids and that their kids go, this was my grandma's, my granddad's, you know, whoever. I hope they share it with everyone. I never understood that I'm keeping this and I'm taking this to the grave. My kids don't even know this recipe. Why? 
why? I don't understand. Anyway, uh, we're going to do a recipe contest where you're going to post your recipes up on a pinned post on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash Michael Duke show. And uh, you're going to post the recipes up in the in a comment. And then people are going to vote. Listeners are going to vote on their favorite recipe that they see there. And you could vote for more than one recipe, but, you know, if you've got a favorite, then you could share that out, share the post out, have more people, you know, participate. And whoever gets the most votes is going to win a delicious bag of beard curler coffee, a coffee mug, and my my undying gratitude. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to that's what's going to go on. Uh, yeah. Last year, Sarah Vance, Representative Sarah Vance, uh, won with her. It wasn't hooch pie. Wasn't it Kentucky? Wasn't it Kentucky bourbon chocolate pie? Was it called hooch pie? It was like a bourbon pecan chocolate pie, which was wow. I mean, just, you know, delicious. Uh, anyway. So we'll we'll post up the recipes uh, and of course you can go back and search through that's what the, the here's do you want to know what my ulterior motive was for starting that recipe contest I started that recipe contest about 6 or 7 years ago we haven't done it every year but we've probably done it four or five times um my, my ulterior motive for that was that I wanted y'all's best recipes so that we could try them out at home uh, we did the first year that we did it. Boy, that was back in 2015, I think, 2016. Um, somebody posted a recipe for oyster stuffing for for Thanksgiving. Oyster stuffing, which I'd never had, and it was so good, so rich. Oh man, it was like I could have like one little spoonful, you know, like two spoonfuls or something in a little pile, and I was like, oh, this is so good. Um, but that was my that was my uh, ar, 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 arterial. That was my arterial. <laughs> Sorry, ulterior. <laughs> that was my arterial motive for my heart attack. Uh, was the oyster stuffing? Uh, anyway, so I will be putting that up today. I will put it on my to do list. Seventy three things on my to do list, but I will put it up. And uh, we'll do that. Yeah, peanut butter pie, grandma's bread pudding. Oh, I should put up my grandmother's bread pudding recipe. Not only does she have an amazing pumpkin pie recipe, she has a bread pudding recipe that is to die for. I haven't, And I haven't made that in, wow, it's been probably four or five years now since I made it. So prepare to be amazed. Uh, not that I can win, but I love sharing that. I love sharing the uh, I love sharing the the favorite recipes of the family. Somebody actually sent me an email about three weeks ago asking for my grandfather's eggnog recipe, which I've talked about several times on the program, and I don't think I've actually ever posted it. My grandfather makes an uh, made an eggnog that was delicious, um, which I'll now have to find the recipe for or call my mom. She might have the recipe. We'll we'll get it. Uh, I'll figure it out. Anyway. It's uh, it's whatever Wednesday. It's whatever you want to talk about. And the phone lines are open. I've got some good news. Um, I've got some I've got some good news that we can talk about. Uh, we can uh, continue to uh, chit chat about 
um, you know, pop culture or recipes or whatever you guys want to, whatever, whatever you guys want to hit on. I'm, I'm happy to do it. I'm easy to please today. Um, which it actually, it's my normal state of affairs, but what, you know, well, how, how would you know that? All right. We're going to continue here in just a moment. We're going to go to break. Don't forget, you can join us uh, out in the uh, chat room if you want. Um, I mean, just 50 or 60 of our closest friends on Facebook and YouTube. Feel free to come on out and join us. Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show slash live. The Michael Duke Show continues. Phone lines are open at 907-433-3150. We'll return with more right after this. Broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Well, that was weird. It didn't want to go to break. I don't know why, but it finally did. Okay. <clears throat> Our Thanksgiving family tradition is to make creamy turkey enchiladas with turkey leftovers. <laughs> yes, that is a great, that is a great uh, idea. Uh, my wife makes a leftover meal. I mean, first of all, the day after... It's all about the Dickens, the Dickens sandwich. That's what we call it. It's the Dickens. And that's where you take uh, stuffing and you make it into a patty and you start to pan fry it so it gets crisp on one side. And then you lay the turkey on it and then a little dab of mashed potatoes and then a little, little, uh, a little uh, cranberry sauce. And then a slice of Havarti, you get it all hot on the thing, and then you put it on toasted, the bread of your choice with a little spicy mustard. That's a Dickens sandwich. That is <laughs> so delicious. But then after that, because we usually get an enormous turkey, like, I mean, I try, I've had a turkey that's so large it won't fit in my 12-quart Nesco, Nes, uh, Nesco roaster anymore. Um, it like It's like a 25-pound turkey. But we eat the whole thing uh, because then she makes turkey tetrazzini out of it, which is a creamy, you know, noodly, uh, like a fat kid in a candy store. So good. So, so good. Ooh, yummy. Um, eggnog. Cold. Think cold and creamy. Yep. Cold, thick, and creamy. I like eggnog. I always have liked eggnog. I mean, if I could find somebody who used to work for the Matanuska Made Dairy and could tell me what the recipe was for their eggnog, I would hold them hostage until they gave me the recipe. Because that was literally the best eggnog I've ever had in my life. I love my grandfather's eggnog, but it's a little, it's thin. It's a little thin. Um, I like it to be thick and it's like a, not a milkshake, but. Not quite that consistency, but thick. 
and spicy, the cardamom, the nutmeg. Oh, so rich, so delicious. You have to make eggnog yourself, otherwise it's too sweet. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I don't. Uh, I, I really try and watch the sweets for the most part, but that would be one thing that I would not forego the sweet on, you know, I can handle about one or two cups of eggnog, but that's about it says Jeremy. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't have too much of it. I mean, usually one little cup or one little glass is enough, you know, it, it would be good, good stuff. Um, all right. Um, hard to get organic Valley heavy cream. They're always out. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I use, I use, we get Darigold heavy cream, uh, which is good. Um, Darigold heavy cream is, is fantastic. Might have to modify that recipe. My grandfather's cause I think it calls for half and half. Maybe if I used heavy cream instead, it would thicken it up a bit. Yum. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm right. Hey, do you know that Thanksgiving is a week away? Has anybody told you that? Just by the way. Darigold, you need to read the label. Is it going to kill me, Jeannie? Is it, is it going to kill me? Is that the problem? It's going to kill me, right? So is everything else at this point. <laughs> Is there, is there carcinogens? Is there artificial people in the Darigold heavy cream? I got to know. I mean, is there something, is it BPH number 63 in there? Something bad? Uh, you know. Uh, it, can you pronounce half of what's on it? Maybe, says Jeannie. I don't know. I after I saw the one of the specials about how organic stuff is not, you know, is sometimes even worse for you than regular stuff. I just I, at this point I'm just like I'm just going to go with the companies that I trust. That's you know, that's all I can do at this point. All right, back with more of the Michael Duke show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the stuff. Let's get let's get to it. Here we go. Okay. Eggnog sourdough pancake. We've been talking about food in the chat room. Because it's whatever Wednesday. It's whatever we feel like talking about. If you want to change the subject, you gotta call us up and we'll change the subject for you. But we've been talking about food. Because <laughs> because have you seen me? Um, I like some food. I like me some food. We've been talking about favorite holiday traditions and things like that. And that, I mean, that'd be good. Maybe that's a good show for next week. Maybe we'll do another Wednesday right before Thanksgiving about great Thanksgiving traditions. I mean, 
Over the River and Through the Woods to Grandmother's House We Go was a song that we actually sung as children in the car on our way to Grandmother's House for Thanksgiving. Because that was always the thing. We always had we always had Thanksgiving at our grandparents' house. Um, well, when we were younger, before the whole family exploded and there was a lot more of us. But we would always have Thanksgiving at Grandma and Grandpa's house. Grandma and Papa. Um, eggnog sourdough pancakes, says Jim. Ooh. Again, I, I, I like eggnog. My daughter, who knows that I love eggnog, came up with a recipe, was it last year? Year before, maybe? Uh, that marries the love of two of my favorite things, which were snickerdoodles and eggnog. And now she makes eggnog snickerdoodles, which are <laughs> so, so good. Why do, you, why do I like spice? Why do I like the cinnamon and the cardamom and the nutmeg and the, you know, there's another one in there. What's the other one that's in allspice? Uh, cinnamon, cardamom. Nutmeg, clove. I love clove. Just all those kind of spicy things are just so delicious. I don't know why. Um, it just absolutely, uh, absolutely delicious. Okay, so we're talking about whatever today. It's food. I see I got somebody on hold. Obviously, somebody is getting sick of me talking about food, and I apologize, but that's just, it's a whatever day today. There's really, I've, I've covered most of the news for today. I do have some good news, which I can get to here in a second, but let's go over to the phones, see what you have to say. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Randy in Fairbanks. Good morning, Randall. What is on your mind, my friend? Well, eggnog is on my mind, um, and good food. And uh, a lot of that food comes up on trucks, and the way they do it is they'll have double combinations sometimes of two trailers in tandem, <clears throat> you know, a 45-foot trailer and another 45-foot trailer following, hooked up in between by something called a dolly, which uh, makes a total of 95 feet, and then you have the tractor pulling it, which brings the total vehicular length to about 120 feet <clears throat> long. <clears throat> And uh, I just wanted to point out that the Orhal trucks, their total length is shorter. The, the trailers and the tractor all together make 95 feet. But those uh, regular trailers that are always coming up the highways with all the eggnog and the food and everything else that we need to live up here, nobody ever complains about those. But the shorter trailers, people seem to want to complain. Some people want to complain about. I'm not complaining. I think it's good. And uh, another feature about those Man Mancho, uh, Kinross, uh, Orhal trailers is that they're called B-trains, which means instead of having that dolly, little dolly vehicle in between the two tandem trailers, they have uh, a fifth wheel plate right built into the rear end of the lead trailer, and then the tail trailer hooks right into that. That eliminates a certain pivot point, causing greater stability in the B trains rather than the A train, which is involving the dolly, which has two pivot points and could be a little more squirrely on a icy highways, you know, that, that, that last sure. trailer yeah. being pulled along. So I just thought I'd mention that about the trucks that bring our food and eggnog up here. Well, that's great. No, I mean, again, I, I, again, I don't necessarily have a dog in the fight up there over that thing, but I could not understand the hullabaloo 
going on over it, uh, the, you know, the angst, because I don't think people, I think if you come back six months from now, people will not even notice what, I, I just don't think people will notice it. Like you said, uh, you got trucks that are longer and bigger going all over the country all the time on all the highways. To me, this just seemed like a real non-issue that people were kind of pulling up a whole not in my backyard scenario. Yeah, and also we have to consider what are the foundational economic building blocks of our interior economy, and, you know, that's mining, oil, tourism, military, federal spending on highways, and mining, you know, when you see those ore haul trucks, those represent bringing dollars from outside into the interior that we will have dollar bills to be able to pay for eggnog and all the food that must come from the outside. So we get dollars in from mining and, and basic economic industry, you know, building block industries, and then we have money in our pockets because of that to be able to send back outside to purchase all the things that are manufactured outside that we need. So be happy about the uh, Orhol. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, again, I'm I like I said, I thought that I thought it was much ado about nothing. I really did. I thought this was just you know, uh, it was ridiculous, in my opinion. Again, just my opinion, just one man's opinion on that. So I agree with that. All right. Well, thank you, Randy, for sounding you, off Michael. and uh, steering the conversation today. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, thanks for coming on board. Uh, I, I know that there's people out there who are upset by, you know, the whole Mancho thing and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I just found it, I mean, the, this is, these are people who did something that was totally legal. They went about it the total legal way, and everybody's upset about it because they don't want it coming through their neighborhood, quote-unquote, uh, to which I say, that's that's life. That's what all the people say. So, uh, but anyway, you can, uh, you can sound off on that or anything else you want at 907-433-3150. 907 433 3150. As we come down to Thanksgiving, which is going to be next week, again, just a reminder um, that uh, we will not be on the air on Thursday or Friday, Black Friday. We will not, uh, no, I'm taking those days off. I just, nope. Four day week. I'm tempted to take off the following Monday, too. But I got too much work to do, so I'm not going to be able to do that. But a four-day weekend, yes, please. And, of course, a reminder that, uh, as usual, in the holiday season, come December, I will be off from Christmas through uh, New Year's. So there will be a full week where I am on vacation. A full week uh, or so, uh, and I will be uh, will be back and enjoying it, but... I, this is that's the time that I look forward to a a recharge, an absolute recharge. So, just making sure that you guys are aware of it ahead of time because I don't want to hear any, I don't want to get any emails or text messages or messages on Facebook about where are you. So anyway, there you go. Um, let's go back to the phones. We'll see uh, what's on your mind. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Cindy. I'm calling from Homer. Good morning, Cindy. What's happening down there in my adopted hometown? Well, I just woke up and was looking at some local news online and saw that our lieutenant governor is jumping into the race against Mary Patola. 
and it just really upset me thinking how stupid the Republicans can be. They're going to do the same thing we did last time round, where <laughs> we split the vote and she walks right back in again. So, and I thought it was funny because it said in the article, it said in the article that uh, Mary Petula's campaign manager welcomed her with open arms, and I thought, yeah, I, I, I can see why she would do that. Oh yeah, Mayor. I mean, Cindy, you and I are obviously sharing a brain today because when I read that headline, and then I went and read the article, and that was exactly what I thought. I was like, "How stupid do we have to continue to be?" And you're right. Uh, she she they they uh, they quoted in the article in the ADN. They quoted the fact that. Uh, they welcomed her into the race. It's up to her to prove to this is uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the the campaign manager for Peltola. She says Mary gets it that it isn't her seat; right. it's Alaska's seat. It's up to her to prove to Alaskans every two years that she's the right person. We welcome it. Mary and the lieutenant governor spoke earlier today, and Mary welcomed her to the race. She looks forward to discussing the issues with her next year. Of course, they were happy because they know that this does nothing more than split exactly. the vote. Why do we do this to us every time? Why do we do this to ourselves every time? I, I was. I was just so hoping that it would be Nick against Mary and, you know, then we could get, it would almost be like having the primaries back where we'd have a Republican running against a Democrat. But now it's just going to be the same, uh, you know, bow down to ranked choice voting and we'll split the vote with uh, Nick and, uh, and the lieutenant governor and Mary will get right back in. So anyway, right. it just really well, depressed Cindy, me. And I'll, I'm going to drive up, drive up from Homer. And I will and say, I, 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 I will say this, Cindy. Um, I I never thought that it was just going to be Nick and Mary, right? Because with the jungle primary, I mean, what do we have? Forty nine candidates in the last jungle primary, something like that. And of course, there was a lot of, you know. Looney Tunes, you know, fringe candidates and that I don't mind so much. But if you put two named Republicans, two well-known named Republicans against each other, that just seems foolish. Now, if it was Mary and it was Nick and it was like Chris by the libertarian, maybe the libertarians get a candidate in there and do something like that. I mean, I could see that that would be a solid race, but putting two or three well-named Republicans into the race against Mary and Mary's almost going to win by default. Right. You know, well, if we rank the red, it'll be fine, you know, but I just, you can't count on ranking the red because people just can't figure that out. No. So anyway, I just had to put, I know you were talking nice Thanksgiving food, but I just had to put out my two cents there. So Oh, no. Anyway. Don't worry about it, Cindy. That's why it's Whatever Wednesday, because we're just going to take it wherever the conversation goes. It just shows that I'm flexible. I can talk about food or I can talk about politics in the same break. That's how <laughs> it works. All right. Well, thank you, Cindy. I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Well, thank you for uh-huh. – Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh, Bye-bye. 907-433-3150. If you want to sound off on any of that madness, feel free to do so. I just, I just can't. And again, her comment, who wrote, who wrote this, um, this, this, this talking point that I was talking about earlier? Um, you know, who wrote this statement that she makes in her press release, uh, that she's, that she is, uh, uh, you know, 
Dahlstrom said in a prepared announcement that she has, quote, seen how D.C. politicians betray Alaskans every day. In Congress, I will stop Biden and the extreme liberals ruining our future, bankrupting our families, killing our jobs, harming our military and veterans, and threatening our security. Okay, you're a single congresswoman in a, you know, what, you you have 500 congress plus 500 congresswomen and, and, and senators, right? Four, what is it, 476 or something Congress people? I mean, great. So you got, you know, all. how are you as one, not that you can't work towards it, but to come out and sound like, I will stop Biden. Mm, okay. I mean, that's like Mary Peltola taking credit for uh, the Willow Project. I saw that. I think that was that in this article. I think it was in this article where they're like, oh, this is what this is what she did. She delivered on her campaign prom. Yeah, here it is. Um, her her uh, her campaign manager said that Peltola had, quote, delivered on key campaign promises, unquote, by securing approval from the Biden administration for the Willow Oil development, advocating for millions of dollars in federal funding to develop the state's energy grid and opposing the Kroger Albertson merger. And advocating for abortion access. So, I mean, all these things. (laughs) Okay. I mean, to think that somehow, again, this is part of that larger where we're deceiving ourselves in so many ways that, you know, one person, especially now, maybe Don Young, because he had the seniority, he had committees, all those things are great, but it takes years to build up to any kind of clout when you're a single congressman in the House, right? To say, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to stop Joe Biden cold. How exactly are you? I mean, again, I don't see Nick Begich making those kind of broad declaratory statements that say he's going to just do it. Now, fight back against? Sure. But that I'm going to stop him. Uh, I just, you know, who writes that stuff? Who, uh, you know, I'm a copywriter. <laughs> I, I write copies, uh, you know, as part of my my profession. I just I can't ever see making that kind of statement like, you know, it'll turn your hair brighter and whiter. Your teeth will shine. Uh, OK, it, it, sell, sell me some more. Sell me some more. All right. Uh, we got one more segment coming up. I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Feel free to feel free to jump on board. You can also send me an email. The email address is me at michaeldukeshow.com, M-E at michaeldukeshow.com if you're a little shy, or join us in the chat room. Okay, back with more The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. (laughs) Ha, nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh... Brian says, a few months ago, I got a phone survey and wondered how... 
certain potential uh, uh, wonder how certain potential candidates. Dahlstrom was one of the choices in the pairings. Wasn't surprised she is in the race. Yeah, but she's just not. I'm sure she's a nice. Like I said, I've never spoken to her. I've never. I don't think I've spoken to her. I don't think I've ever spoken to her. Never met her in person. I know that. And she's just not. She's not. She's not a. She's just a standout. I just don't know. You know, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't know. I'm just, just, just all right. Um, okay. Supporting a free economy rather than government, rather than government pimp money stolen from everyone else. How revolutionary, says Michael. <laughs> Um, uh, my husband is working at Mancho making, uh, and is providing for my family. Good for you, Melody. Good for you. you <laughs> Tim says your leave is canceled. Good. I will fight you over that, buddy. I will fight you over that. Uh, you know, that's, it is, um, I think you should, Debbie says, I think you should go back to talking about food. I would love to talk about food. You know, every year I actually did something a little different this year when I was getting my my yard and everything ready for snow and winter. Uh, historically, I've kind of put my, my barbecue grill up under the eaves and not really done, you know, parked it for the winter. This year I parked it down at the edge of my porch um, because I'm like, I think I might want to do some barbecue this year. And I think I might actually do my my grandfather's, my Papa Joe, Papa Joe's barbecue sauce, which is, it's a family tradition. So, so good. Um, I think I've made it once or twice in the 10 years that I've been down here. And it's been probably five or six years since I made it. Uh, but I might do that. I might do that over the over the break. Over the Christmas break, I might make some barbecue chicken in my grill, depending on how cold it is outside. We'll have to see. Um, Leela says, and this is a lot, but okay, it looks like it's the full comment. I suspect if we could do a forensic analysis, the Orhal truck controversy was initiated by out-of-state environmental interests similar to the Arctic Village Anwar controversy, where they're completely unaffected by it, but they are granted an outsized vote on the issue. The people of Kaktovik are fine with it. Scenario, some anonymous person on Facebook started spinning everyone up about all the downsides of trucks and social being social. They just went nuts. If you actually look at the group, and I can't remember what the name of the group is right this very second, but I went out and looked at their website here about two and a half, three weeks ago. And you look at the supporters of this group, and you're right. There's some big, big outside special interests funding these groups, these public interest groups on it, the anti-truck hauling thing. Um, there's some big, big, big money coming in from out of, out, out of that stuff. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. Um, Leela also says, cause of Peltola's comment about how she, she got Willow approved. Willow is open because a judge ruled the Trump administration followed the correct permitting process. Well, the Biden administration re they redid it, right? They redid the process and came back and approved it. But, you know, there you go. It's not like Mary Peltola had really any pull on any of that. 
absolutely any pull on any of that. Um, let's see. Um, barbecue, barbecue. Uh, yes, barbecue says Debbie. Barbecue sounds delicious. Keywit during the dirt work in Black Hills Gold is hauling the ore to Fort Knox, said Melody. That's the different different companies that are involved with that thing with Mancho. That's all good. Um, the anti-Bronson crowd 907 initiative, which I've also been on their website recently. I've been looking at a lot of these websites because they're putting out press releases and doing all this. So I've been following the links to their websites and then looking at who they are and who funds them and what their mission statements are. And a lot of it has to do with there's a lot of outside influence going on here. The anti-Bronson crowd, the 907 initiative, was Oregon-based until recently. You do the math. Yeah. There's lots of dark money. Dark money. Remember, 907 initiative is hand-in-glove with with Scooter Kendall and his group, Alaskans for Better Elections and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just... (laughs) Ooh, baby. All right. Um... Let's uh, let's get back into it, I guess. Let's let's do one final set. I have no idea what to talk about this morning um, other than traditions and food and something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We can we can do it. Super warm outside. I know it's already warmed up like three degrees since we got started. Well, okay, one final segment uh, for the show today. Kind of a whatever Wednesday. What does that mean? That's whatever we want to talk about. Phone lines are open. At 907-433-3150. We also uh, have uh, the email address. I got my email open. 907, uh, excuse me, me at MichaelDukeShow.com. M-E at MichaelDukeShow.com. I'm just I'm glancing through the headlines of my email right now. And uh, <laughs> some of these headlines, I get all kinds of pitches from different people. Most of it's for national stuff, which we don't really cover on the program anymore. But they, But the... But the uh, the interesting the, the, it's 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 interesting to read the, the the subject lines of some of these email. Biden beckoned to San Francisco, set to kiss the ring of Chinese President Xi Jinping. That that's the you know that's 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 one of them. What was the other one? Um, economic analysis available. Why is Congress more fearful of a government shutdown than our debt? That's actually a good question. Why are they more fearful of a government shutdown than the looming debt crisis that we're talking about? 
Eric Bame over at Reason Magazine has been going into this in depth along with J.D. Tuchilli talking about this 20-year window that just came out from the Penn Wharton School of Business and their biz- budget models that are going on, basically saying, we got 20 years, and if we don't turn it around in 20 years, it's never going to be fixed. It'll, it's going to crash. It's, it's inevitable that it'll crash. Uh, but I'm just looking at these headlines in my email like, oof, this is – and you know what? Quite honestly, this is one of the reasons why I don't focus a lot on the national stuff because it's just freaking depressing. Because what are we going to do? We're going to talk about it, and then how do we fix it? Well, we can't. You got you got Dan Sullivan and Lisa Murkowski and Mary Peltola. Uh, all and and Don Young before her, all voting for bigger, badder, bolder, better governments, so they can brag about bringing home the bacon. I mean, they they don't they're not slowing down. They're not acknowledging the potential problems with all this stuff. This is not. I mean, this is nothing new. This is this is why I don't focus on the national stuff because it just drives me to drink. Drives me to drink. Um, anyway, email address is me at michaelnukeshow.com. If you want to put something happy in my email, feel free to, you know, if you want to give me some good news, I would love to talk about that. Well, you know what? We should talk about the good news. I actually drug up some good news stories today. And, uh, that's good. And yes, I know they none of them have to do with bacon, although bacon, you know what we should do? We should get uh, we should get Harold Grotzma on. Harold Grotzma was the founder of Big Daddy's Barbecue, um, up in Fairbanks, and one year at the fair, he made something that he called pork liquors, which uh, we should get him on the program one day to talk about it. It was big, thick slab cut bacon uh, that was cooked crisp. I mean, it was like a plank of bacon that he then dipped in a special mixture that he made up of this dark chocolate and then sprinkled with sea salt when it was still, when it was cooling and, you know, got, so it's got this bacon with a little bit of sea salt on this hard chocolate core. Oh my gosh. Dark chocolate bacon and a ta- and a dash of sea salt. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's some good stuff right there. All right. Uh, well, let's uh, you know because we don't have any phone calls. Let's uh, let's take a bit of the good news, shall we? Uh, I saw this story this morning from the Good News Network. It's uh, amazing. If you don't go visit the Good News Network, you should. It's a fun place to go. They always got something good in there. The words we tell ourselves they matter, and now you can remind yourself and others that you are amazing, smart, courageous, or beautiful. These all come from something called notes to self socks because words make a difference. This sounds like something that would be right up Chris Story's alley because we talk about this on Tuesdays quite a bit. In a world where mental health is an increasing concern, a Kansas mom from the heartland of America began weaving inspiring messages to put on your feet. Laura Schmidt is the visionary behind the unique sock company called Notes to Self, where positive affirmations become a memorable step in your morning and bedtime routines. She said she always believed in the power of positive thinking, but remembers the moment in 2011 when her feet were propped up on a car dashboard and it dawned on her what an incredible billboard your socks could be for promoting positive thinking. She'd already succeeded in the corporate world in direct sales as a mother of three, 
and she said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do this. She says, I like the idea of someone wearing these socks and seeing the phrase such as, I'm strong, first thing in the morning. She envisioned the positive reminder articulated in the present tense, which would stay with the wearer throughout the day. Um, each pair of high-quality athletic socks come with arch support and breathable mesh, and they're filled with affirmations like, I'm confident, I'm awesome, I'm beautiful, I'm a great mom, I'm crushing it, I'm confident, I love my life, I am happy, I am beautiful. These are fantastic. This is a fantastic idea. I know what I'm getting my kids for Christmas right now. This is it. None of them are listening, I guarantee it, but they're all getting these socks for Christmas. You, you can, they're, they're, again, notes to self, it's called. Uh, you can go out there and get it. They've got box sets and everything else. Notes to self.com. Notes to self.com. If you use the coupon code goodnews2023, you get 10% off. Yeah, buddy. Go check it out. Anyway, that's one of the good news stories for today. Let's go over to the phones. we got somebody on the phones. Maybe they're going to drag us back down in the mud, but maybe not. Who knows? Let's uh, let's find out. Let's test the waters. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, hey Mike. It's Rob from the Peninsula with Agape Electric. I heard you talking earlier about the Generac. I guess uh, you called and quoted yesterday. I didn't call. For, uh, I didn't call and quote. Yeah, no, I haven't called and quoted in a while, but I did look into it a couple of years ago, and yeah, I, I I I mentioned it because you brought it up, I think, yesterday or day before, and I thought, well, that would be nice, yeah, but yeah. it's an investment. Yeah, well, we're we're roughing our company's roughly around twelve thousand to do a whole house generator, so. Yeah, it's dropped in price depending on how much wire you got to run and how far away you're putting it and everything. But yeah, it's roughly around twelve grand. We're with Agape Electric down here on the peninsula, but um, yeah, yeah, uh, they're they're a little cheaper, about twenty grand. I wanted to let you know. I heard it earlier. I happened to be working early and heard you talking about it. So well, I, you know, we unfortunately we're a dealer, but we don't come up there. Now you want to go through a dealer because you get the free seventeen hundred dollar ten year warranty when you go through a dealer. If you do happen to do it, make sure you go through a dealer. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, again, the idea of preparedness, it's never a bad thing to have that backup for sure. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh, Calling in. I mean, who doesn't want to have a home, you know, a whole home batter or a generator backup, Generac backup? Who doesn't want to have something like that? With, I mean, you want to get batteries on top of it? Sure. Who doesn't want to have that? But I don't, you know, even twelve thousand dollars that's a big uh that's a big take but you know it would be beneficial i suppose any and it would be a business write-off eventually right i mean i could get it done and then have it be a business right now he's got me thinking about it now he's got me thinking and you know being prepared not a bad thing you know snow and wind and everything else i don't think i've ever been taken off the air by oh i shouldn't have said that i i but I don't think I've ever actually been. T- I, there's been power outages. I just don't think during the show. Uh, I know the stations have suffered some power outages during the show, but I don't think that uh, we had here. Now I said it. It's probably we're doomed. We're doomed, doomed, doomed. Coming up tomorrow on the program, it's going to be State Senator Mike Shower. He's scheduled to join us. I will double check with him tonight to make sure. We'll know for sure in the morning. Uh, Maybe, just maybe, 
We'll see if we can get Ben Carpenter on, uh, but that'll probably be next week uh, to discuss his candidacy and some other things that are going on. There's a lot of things happening, uh, including discussions on the Janus decision and more. We're going to uh, be doing that and uh, everything else. Um, it's going to be uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a good uh, going to be good show tomorrow. Then on Friday, I'm thinking about having JD to Chili back on and still working on Doctor John Lot. I'm going to see if I can fill the whole show up, whole show up with stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be good. Other than that, look at that. We made it through another day. Hmm. It's, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. So thank you, my friends, for coming on board and joining us. We appreciate it. Love hearing from you. And uh, we look forward to tomorrow. Be kind, love one another, live well. Be careful out there, depending on where you're living. With the snow and the rain and the ice and the zombies. I don't think there's really zombies out there, but you know what I mean. Snowpocalypse. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Okay, my friends. That's it. I love I I I love it. It was a great I enjoyed the show today. I hope you did as well. Something a little different. We will see you guys tomorrow. Be kind, love one another, live well. One more time. I know, now that I've broken it out, I'm probably going to use it more than it's going to be annoying. It's going to be annoying for all of you. We'll see you tomorrow, my friends. Have a great day.
We've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show. <laughs> 